presented an urgent and horrifying news story. I don't know if this is the kind of hard-hitting news you're used to. Got some good news and I got some bad news. Now this could be the big story of the summer. Network is going to be wanting plenty of coverage. What do you mean silly? I mean, that, that's real news. We got a couple of quarterback-related stories today. Um, the Chicago Bears general manager Ryan Poles said this morning, this is all like at the Senior Bowl. This is why a lot of stuff's coming out. The week, it's like Super Bowl week, kind of, but not really. Uh, Ryan Pohl said t- this morning that he has no master plan to reveal at the NFL Combine on the team's decision at quarterback, but that he understands the weight of the uncertainty on Justin Fields and wants to move as quickly as possible. So, doesn't give us a whole lot. He did go on to say, it just depends on what opportunity pops up. I will say this. I think you guys know me well enough. Now, if we go down that road, I want to do right by Justin as well. No one wants to live in gray. I know that's uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to be in that situation either. Can I... Teams can still trade right. Can they trade right now? Can teams call on the Bears and say, hey, draft night, I've already got this and this and this for you. And if that's the case, which I don't, maybe maybe not, Angel. Maybe it doesn't start until like after free agency. You can start doing trades again. Or is it or is it draft night? Surely it's not actually draft night. But there's just not a lot being said right now. But I do think, even though I I am just going to hold on to this, I think the Bears shock the world and stick with Justin Fields. I think most people think they're going to take Caleb Williams. Probably right. But I have a weird feeling about it based on nothing. Uh, looks like the new league year starts March 13th. So after the 13th, they could start wheeling and dealing. All right. Well, we'll find out. We'll see what they have to say. Um, Paul was adamant that he wants to know which direction the Bears will go at quarterback very soon. You know, he said, I would love to know as soon as possible. I'd love to know tomorrow. If they, they can, really they want can work on deals, but they can't like yeah. officially announce that hey, we're... you don't think they're talking like at they're all there. Yeah, that's what they do. They're, this is how the this is when the Russell Wilson deal was done. This is when it was done, at least in those in the talk discussions and all that stuff. This it was said that the Broncos essentially knew they were going to go with Russell Wilson. They were going to make a massive trade, put forth a massive trade to the Seattle Seahawks for Russ, and this all took place in conversations at the Senior Bowl. So, you if you wanted Caleb Williams bad enough, it's already done. So I this whole idea that, hey, it's if they go ahead and just draft Caleb Williams, then it's going to be, hey, this whole idea that you were going to keep, you didn't want to keep Justin Fields in the gray area, all that, was BS. Well, it's you're in this spot where I think we've talked about, it's like the Bears really can't lose here. Uh, in the immediate because, okay, you can get Williams and you're happy or you can keep Fields and you're happy. But if you draft Caleb Williams and Fields is still on your roster, you only have, you have till like June 1st before his, you know, extension needs to be worked out. Right. That you would have to move him and does his value, is his value high right now or is it lowered after the draft? Well, and I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I still am really curious to see what he would yield. What, Are you Justin trading for Fields players or draft picks? If uh, if you're the Bears, yeah. If you take Williams, you're trading for players. If you 
don't take Williams, you're trading for draft picks. Mm-hmm. Is there a part of you that thinks they're going to stick with Fields, or are you are you out on that idea? I'm 50-50. Yeah. I'm not super high on Caleb Williams, so maybe that's part of it, but... Is it the crying? No, it's mm-hmm. not the crying. Crying actually is endearing to me. <laughs> it's the wanting to own the team. That, the, the painted nails, mm. the, the... I don't want to throw at the combine. I'm too good. Well, none of them are going to be doing much of anything at the combine, it's sounding like. No. They're going to do a couple of skills here and there, but they're not going to do a whole heck of a lot. Mm-hmm. Like... Do we hear Drake May is not going to? Is that the Zach Wilson effect where Zach Wilson had a really great pro day and then went number two? Like My thoughts on pro day, pro day, like the one they do individually and then they have their NFL combine, stupidest thing ever. It's so it's worse than the NBA All-Star game. I'd rather well, watch 4 million to 4 million and one All-Star game than the NFL combine. Or, like, yeah, the combine. I get the, I want I want 32 coaches looking at only me, not looking at me and then another quarterback and then another receiver. But also, you're only throwing to your receivers. You already have yeah. chemistry with these guys. And what good does seeing how much you bench compare to what you've already seen in their college career? That's not the head coach's job. To, oh, can you bench 25 times? What does that do That's for you? the strength you? and conditioning like, coach. Okay, I get it. Brady, that means you're strong, and you're going to be strong in the NFL. If you're a middle linebacker, and you're projected to be a first-round pick, you're strong, right? You're strong. The difference between the first and second isn't he did 10 more reps on the bench press. No! And it's like, we want you to be able to lift weights and heavyweights. That's how you become bigger and you create more mass. But we can do that once you're in an NFL locker room. And I give more credence to that for, like, linemen. Like, hey, offensive lineman, you can bet you can bench thirty five reps. Okay, you can push your weight around, and you can do it a lot. Mm-hmm. You do it often. Yeah, I just and then the jumping thing, they got to jump and hit the thing. I mean that that's all just like benchmark stuff. Everything it's like, okay, I've you can seen, do it in April. Right? When we get you can for you a couple of pads? months in the summer. We'll do another vertical, and we'll see because that's on us. As a program, to be okay, better. maybe that's a way they gauge that's your all strength. And yeah, stuff. Oh, okay, do it, whatever. I just why not draft the guy and then hold your own little? They do your OTAs and stuff. You're in workouts and you're going to have lifting competitions and things like that. You know, I know like talking to a lot of UNC football and CSU football players about some of their goals outside of football. Where like I want to increase this, I want to be able to lift this much. They set that when they start. So. I, I get some of it, I suppose, but to make a a spectacle of it is just weird to me. Like what I'm drafting the guy I saw week one through the bowl season. That's the that's who I'm drafting, that guy. I got to see how he played against top players in the country that a lot of them will be playing at the next a lot of them will be playing at the next level. That's who I'm drafting. If they don't lift well, they don't sprint well, they don't jump well. I've already I've got the film in front of me. Now unless you show up and you're just out of shape and is I don't know, maybe that's a way to ensure that these guys don't let themselves go leading up to the draft, which would be silly. Maybe it's what's your work ethic and your off season look like? Are I guess you training in the off season. They just it's the NFL. They just made it another thing they can sell. Well, most of the combine is not what's going on on the field. It's what's going on in the meetings and the interviews. And I and some of that's good too. 
You know, they're they're trying to eliminate some of that stuff, though. They're trying to get some of those questions that they ask out. But you do want to ask questions to figure out if this is a good dude or not. Well, it's a good way to do it without showing your hand. Yeah. It's like, hey, we brought this guy in for a private interview versus ah, he was at the combine. We just wanted to talk to him. Yeah. Flying Dutchman says Fields is 100% out, and I think the Broncos could get him for a second. Although I wouldn't do that, but the Broncos don't have a second-round pick right now. They have next year's second-round pick. They have a first. They do have a first. I don't I don't know. I, I, I The more I hear about J.J. McCarthy, they're going to meet with him tonight, apparently. I'm going to sit down with him tonight. Pizza party? Maybe it's a pizza party. Some kind of party. Uh, Sean Payton, this was other the other top story. Sean Payton did speak to uh, media members today. He was asked about when they would know about Russell Wilson's future with the team. He said, next week, I think Tuesday or Wednesday, we'll be in meetings with ownership. I expect that we're going to know fairly quickly. Well, what's ownership going to tell you? They already know. Uh, we either can move the money or we can't move They the can money. move the money. Or, hey, it's not we're going to bite the bullet on the money. Yeah, or it's not we're going to bite the bullet on the money. It's not about ownership because they are billionaires over there. It's a, it's about salary cap. That's that's what the NFL does that the MLB cannot figure out. Salary caps, because every billionaire is not equal. So some are richer than others, and that would mean they could get the best of the best every single year. That's what you see in Major League Baseball. So with this, it's how comfortable are we knowing that we're going to have for the next year, well, the next, what, two to three years, because if they do the post first, the post uh, June first date, they're going to split up his guarantee over the next. The cap hit and all that stuff will be split over the next two years. The cap t- cap hit, not the guarantee. They'll pay him his guarantee the day he leaves. Here you go, whatever it is, thirty seven million. The cap hit, if they do the post first post June first date, then they would um, be able to split. Was it eighty million? They'd split the eighty million over the next two years. Some not maybe not right down the middle, but it'd be easier to swallow. And still, it's almost the same as mm-hmm. cutting him, but you're cutting him twice. Yeah, but you're not eating that in your cap hit for one year, so you're not like miserable for one year. But honestly, are the Broncos okay with that? Are they okay with tanking next year? And that also means, hey, part of that comes with the salary cap thing. We can't really afford to bring in any big name free agents, and they can't. Sean Payton already said as much. So this team is going to be pretty much the same, minus a few guys like Tim Patrick, who I'm hearing could be gone, uh, and Russell Wilson, and then rookies. So everything about what the Broncos do right now should be about the next five years. You're not going to win next year. Unless the quarterback you draft becomes Stroud overnight. Which Stroud became Stroud overnight. Well, he was obviously a solid college quarterback, but I don't think a lot of people saw him excelling as quickly in the NFL. Odds of that happening are very, are very, are very low. What about Sertan and his contract? Well, that's another another big one. Is do you trade Patrick Sertan and a future second round pick? And and is is Sertan worth a first rounder? I'd say so. Is he? How high up are we talking? Like twenties and low. So okay. Yeah, he's not. 
He's a good corner. I don't know if he, if you're going to get a top 20 pick out of him. So if I'm Denver and I call Chicago and I say, I'll give you my 12 and I'll give you Pat for number one, is that realistic? Maybe another fourth in there mm. just for a little extra on the top. I, I'd do that. I love My favorite position in sports is cornerback. I love to watch cornerbacks play. I think it's a very difficult sport I think or uh, position. I think it's under... Appreciated sometimes when these guys get beat, it's just like oh they're they're awful. No man, that's that's a tough position to play. But how many Super Bowls have the Broncos won when their best player by far was their cornerback? Zero. How many Super Bowls have the Broncos won when their best cornerback? Was there top two, top three, top four, top five? The answer is probably still zero. Because I would say the 2015 year, Peyton Manning, um, your defense was elite. You had you you had a, the 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 no fly zone. Chris Harris Jr. was exceptional. Akeem Talib was exceptional. Maybe you could argue that those two guys were their were two of their top five guys. But they had a lot of really good players on that team that year. Vaughn Miller, of course. Um, they were they were Derek Wolf was a damn good player. That defense was stacked. So I suppose you could argue, but that was a built defense. That was Chris Harris was an undrafted free agent. So they built that thing through the trades and through the under you know the uh, finding guys through free agency. I love Patrick Sertan. I would hate to lose that guy. But what good is having a shutdown corner when everything else is not is not great? And the defense did have a spell this year. Six-game stretch, seven-game stretch where they were like, whoa, lights out. We also had to be fair and say a lot of the teams they caught at the perfect time. Now, I'm not saying that was the reason their defense showed great numbers at, at, the, at those stages. But that's certainly some some parts there. They were catching teams. Packers didn't know who they were. Uh, the Bills were certainly at a, the worst po- spot in their season. Kansas City was in a really tough spot, honestly. And again, that's, I'm not saying the Broncos didn't flat out beat them outright. They did. They deserved it. They they those dubs count. And two backup quarterbacks. Two backup quarterbacks. All that stuff. So it, it listen. It's it's just the point to the point where they had they had some decent things happening defensively, but. Patrick Sertan, a, a, a top-tier cornerback, doesn't change the game for you unless you have other parts that are really good. Unless you're an offense that can put up points and force a defense, or you force another offense to throw the ball. So I'm, I'm actually okay with the idea of trading Patrick Sertan, but I'm only okay with that idea if it's you get number one, is it? I mean, Caleb Williams. Even though I joke about the ownership and the crying thing, to me, that's the that's that I I would take Caleb Williams. If the Broncos had the number one pick overall today, I would be like, these things are done. Caleb Williams, yeah, good for good. Make the right choice because you can't ignore every everybody talking about this guy, and you can't ignore his play on the field. Uh, a couple of texts here, big hub. And the combine is stupid. All those tests mean nothing, truly, especially for big guys. 
It's uh, Big Cop, didn't you go to those? Didn't you do stuff like that? And I know you did like the CSU thing. It's truly trying to find the diamond in the rough, but that's still tough to do with combine testing. Um, Texter here from the 720. It is, in, it is ultimately incumbent on ownership to judge what money is spent lost, question mark. If so, they view Wilson as a financial disaster, and they look to recoup as quickly as possible. They don't have money to burn it. I'm not clued in on football, just looking at it from baseball business perspective. It's the same thing. I mean, I mean, what's worse, Angel? Taking the loss with Russell Wilson and the money or keeping Russ, who's actively going on a podcast campaign now and, and essentially telling, telling the world what you tried to do was illegal in the eyes of the NFL, hurting potential free agents from wanting to come to Denver. Oh, that's how they handle stuff? They sign you to a contract and then they ask you to amend it? That's hurting the Broncos. So what's worse? Having a guy that's actively hurting the Broncos, both on the field and off it. I'm sorry, but the Brandon Marshall podcast hurts the Broncos. Or sucking it up for two years. I think having a quarterback on your team that obviously is not worth it on the field and now going out and doing this. Whatever happened to the silent donor thing? And I know Sean Payton broke that rule day one. Do you think that this is part of the silent donor thing? This is beyond. This is Sean Payton territory. But again, he's the head coach. He still gets a little more leeway. He's the coach. He's the leader. Silent donor? That's what Sean Payton said when he was hired. About Russell Wilson stuff specifically. And then he goes on a podcast with Brandon Marshall. And tells... The world, again, as if we forgot how he views the story. They asked me to waive, waive, keyword, my injury guarantee, my injury clause in my contract. The NFL told them that was illegal. He said that in the podcast. Mike Florio wrote, no, the Broncos are maintaining they did not ask him to do that. They asked him to move it and kick the can down the road. If you get hurt this year, we'll pay you next year. So is there confusion by on Russ? either side where it's agent talk? And I don't know what Russ's relationship with his agent's like, but is he in there with every meeting with the agent? Or is it just, hey, well, go handle business, tell me what you, yeah. tell me what I need to know. And it's like, hey, Russ, they want to waive it. So the agent's going to tell him what he wants to hear. Mm-hmm. But the Broncos are actually telling his agent something Could have else. been. Could have been. Yeah. They're going to Russ's agent on that. George Payton is going to Russ's agent first. And then it's going to Russ. He's, I he's not Lamar Jackson. He's not in the meetings by himself. No. He's either, he's either in there with his agent or they're just, George is calling the agent saying, hey, what do you think Russ would think about this? A lot of times they're dealing with the agent on that. Most of the time. They're dealing with the agent. What would you think your player, your guy would say about this or this or this? And they use speci- very specific language that maybe an agent's not going to disclose to his client. And all. agents will make it always look worse than it is to make their player come out looking better. Because no, I'm doing this for you, man. Right. I'm working. I'm working for Get you. Get on. Get on that podcast and rehash it, man. Is Let he, the world it, know they screwed you over. They don't know what the hell they're doing. You go somewhere else, you'll be a stud. Is it like a, a sympathy attempt? Like, yes. You made me. You put me in this situation. Now you need to make it up for me by keeping me. It, it is absolutely that. 
so that when his time is done in Denver, we don't go back and say, it's Russ in Seattle. It was all Russ. Because look at what happened in Denver. This is absolutely Russ playing Jedi mind tricks with us right now. No question, but I ain't buying it. I'm done buying Russ's stuff. I stood up for him with the weird, goofy crap last year, Angel. The high knees and the subway commercials that weren't really subway commercials or whatever they were. The flying thing he did. The airplane. um, The unlimited. Although that was in Seattle when he did that. I stood up for him on all that stuff. I do not agree with the Broncos. I'm not crazy about what the Broncos have been doing the last couple of years. You know my feelings about the hire of Sean Payton and the trading of a first-round pick for him. I wasn't, I wasn't in on that. But, well, and again, you know, the Broncos asking Russ about the injury and trying to get him to waive it. If that's what happened, if, if the Broncos' side of the story is true, is the, is the real one, I don't blame the Broncos for asking. If it was illegal, then yeah, I blame them for asking. But according to Florio of Pro Football Talk, they asked him to waive his injury clause, his injury guarantee, and move it down the road. So if he gets hurt today, we can pay you tomorrow. You know, in, in a, in a, as, a, as a way of saying. Um, and I and I didn't like how Sean handled the we're benching Russ because Jared Stidham might give us more of a spark. I didn't like that either. But based on Russ's history. And everything that we've heard through ESPN and the stories that came out of Seattle, and my guy, uh, Mr. Millen, who I talked to, Hugh Millen a lot, former Broncos quarterback, backup quarterback, Clay Millen's dad, now Florida quarterback, backup quarterback, um, third, fourth string quarterback, whatever, who covers Seattle on a daily basis, saw this coming. Hugh was on with me every week for a while last season, until the season ended, telling us, yeah, this is who he is. He's like, I hope the best for the guy because there are a lot of there's a lot of a lot of things about him that I liked. But he he does he did a weekly show with uh, Mike Holmgren, former Seattle coach. They talked a lot about all this stuff, and and for him to come out and tell us every week that yeah, this is who Russ is. It's a little dramatic, but he 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 does. Smitty, I like your I like your tweet here to me. Let me see if I can find it. Um, Basically saying, Russell Wilson is a compulsive people pleaser. He goes out of his way to make sure everyone likes him and cannot comprehend the idea of someone not liking him as a person or not being a fan of him as a player. There is a danger to that. It's never a bad thing if you want to strive to get people to like you. But if you get to the point where it's toxic or being a compulsive people pleaser, as Smitty says, that's, that's bad. Because Russ will go about things in a very robotic way where there's a stir going on. And, dude, you're on a podcast rehashing this. Now you're saying the NFL called them and said you can't do that. That's illegal. That is damning, isn't it? That's da- If you're a potential free agent and you find out that, yeah, the Broncos kind of like to sign you to contracts, but then they try to strong arm you out of those things that they promised you. Does that make you want to sign with the Broncos? Is Russ Day? With the Broncos? Yeah. No. He's not? No. And no, but I, if he was staying, I could see, yeah, I want to go play for Russ because he stood up for himself. Yeah. But then yeah. there's, okay, what's the team potential at that point? He's hurting the Broncos' image with that podcast. Let's get a, t- a couple of texts in. Flying Dutchman. Uh, I love, Flying Dutchman and Dixon are battling for arch nemesis of the show. Flying Dutchman will agree with me sometimes. 
Dixon rarely agrees with me, but we got two arch nemes- and nemesi. Yes. Nemesi. We got two now. Does he get, does Dutchman, Dutchman should get his own music. I'm moving that today, Angel. Dixon's got this music. This is Dixon's arch nemesis music. It's very good. He's a Chiefs fan. Flying Dutchman should give me some Pirates of the Caribbean kind of, you know, what's his face? The the octopus guy. Octopus. Davy Jones? Give me something like that for him. We got to put that in because Flying Dutchman has graduated. He is now in the Hall of Fame. Congratula- Congratulations, Dutchman. I disagree with you a lot, but you have, you have graduated to the Hall of Fame. It's a big day. He says, is it just me, or does Russell Wilson look like the star character in the movie Soul Man? Oh, with his new look? He's got, like, the short hair now, and, yeah. Yes! Yes! This is new, this is Flying Dutchman music now. This is when you know you've arrived, my friend. Just ask Dixon. When he when Dixon became the arch nemesis of the show, just ask him how his life changed. Just ask him. He said Dixon says, Brady, let's be honest. While the Broncos request may not have been illegal, it is totally ridiculous. Name one player that would have agreed to that. I can't name one player. They shouldn't agree to that. But you can't tell me, hey, you don't know if you don't ask. Can I have a million dollars? Brady, that's stupid that you would ask Angel to give you a million dollars. What if Angel won the lottery and he's a billionaire now and he just happened to have a million dollars and I'm the first one that asked him and he gave it to me? How did you get my contact information? <laughs> go through my agent at that yeah, point. Yeah, at that point, sure. But I don't know if I don't ask. It's an old sales trick. Uh, you can talk to my agent. He'll give you the answer. <laughs> um, Flying Dutchman says, quite the honor, quite the day. I am pumped. Now everybody's going to want a theme song. Here they come. What's my theme song? I only song? have so <laughs> many spaces for buttons, folks. Unless you want my entire screen here full of sounders. Well, that would mean you have to text every single day. And you have to be on it every day. Dude, if you want to be a Hall of Famer, you got to bring it every, not every day, but so you, you got to bring is it. The vi- do we have to make another all-access den card for villains? Yeah, okay. probably. You get a special gift with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. We have to go that route. So now Dixon will be by himself at the gym. <laughs> He's the one guy that's like, stay away from him. Got my platinum card here. He's dangerous, man. Um, all right, we got a lot to get to. I, I need to take a break. This is what I'm talking about. I got to take a break. I went way too long in the segment here. You can understand why I have a hard time doing the whole minute and keeping that to just one minute. 32 after the hour. It's the whole show. Powered by Chevron on Northern Colorado's Voice 103.1 and 1310 KFK. Your home for UNC basketball. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. This is Joel Canalamessa from RamNation.com. You're listening to The Hull Show on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Oh. Now, now, a lot of people are thinking we're getting ready to talk prime time here. That is the signal for prime time talk, but today it means something else. 
I gotta give it to this guy. Now, Big Hub had a theme song. We used to do the Ellison Hubbard show. He was the very first radio student athlete show. There it is, Big Hub. The Ellison Hubbard Show, the very first NIL radio show of its kind, man. I think we were the very first. It was history. That was his song. That was the song for the beginning, and I will forever treasure those times. Big Hub, shout out to you, my man. Uh, He said, Chris, who should get the Benny Hill theme? Translation? Angels efforting. Uh, HVAC. Okay, initial your because I I can't have you saved here. HVAC guy still speaking from the cheap th- seats, but I think it's all moot on the Russell Wilson thing. The financial decision will be to cut losses and find a better venture. Does HVAC guy get his own music on the morning show? Get Angel on that. See, see, Good Morning Oko. They don't have a group of listeners like they have listeners, but I have the hooligans. And and what it, what's different about you guys? What's different about the hooligans is you're a part of the show. Like, you can drive the show if you want. That's the Benny Hill theme? Okay, I should have known that. You can be that person. You can be the Benny Hill theme guy. You could be the arch nemesis of the show. You could be whatever you want. You can be ignored, too. Lord knows how many texts we've ignored on this show. A lot of you guys earn that right for me to read some of your stuff. Sometimes I get random texts and I'm just like, I don't even know what that is. Too many curse words, whatever. And you don't become like a part of the show. But the hooligans, and especially the Hall of Famers, drive the show. I always steal this from Jim Rome. I can obviously make the <laughs> obviously, Angel, can make this show just just fine the way it is. Just fine. <laughs> Great. What are you talking about? But but I would rather the hooligans come in and give me some some big drops, you know, some big some big news, some big scoops, some big ideas, some big opinions, big takes. I love that. But that's up to you guys. I cannot drive that from you. But that's how you become a Hall of Famer. That's how you get to the next level. Hooligans, you are a hooligan for listening to the show, for participating on social media and being a part of it. But to be a Hall of Famer, you got to bring it. got to bring it every day. What did Joker text his teammates during All-Star Weekend, Angel? Do we know? Uh, yeah, this is coming out of pra- Nuggets practice today. Nikola Jokic sent a text message to the rest of his teammates right after the All-Star game. KCP said uh, he didn't divulge much about what was in the text, but he did say it got everybody motivated we're looking forward to winning another championship. Oh, I would love to know what Nikola Jokic said in a text message to his teammates. We win. That's no. it? Was it like a Rocky kind of thing? Just something like that? Win. I don't know if he's into American pop culture as much. Maybe it was something more of, I don't know, did he type a paragraph? Was it just a sentence? If you could say... Was it look, a gif? What do you think? Do you think it was two words? One word? Three words? Just give me an give me a, your say best guess. A sentence, so at least ten words. So you think he wrote an actual sentence or two out there? What could he have said? I'm here at the All Star break. No one takes it serious. Let's win. <laughs> it's got to be something good, man. Like juicy. What is it? Like it's got to be. If we win, <laughs> everyone gets a horse. It's got to be rallying stuff. 
Like it's whoever be scores stuff. the most points outside of me in the finals gets a horse. Gets a horse. Them. No, dude, it's got to be like William Wallace, Mel Gibson version in Braveheart. It's got to be, they could take your lives, but they'll never take your freedom. That sounded like Scrooge McDuck. It's not about the money. It's about sending a message. Yeah. It's got to be that kind of thing. Dark Knight. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm with you 100% on that. It's not who I am. It's what I do that defines me. It's got to be that yeah. kind of thing. I'll tell you what. I have a $15 gift certificate to Rule 105. I'm gonna, I want you to limit this. This is a test for the hooligans, Angel. We know this. Give me three words that Nikola Jokic would have said to the Nuggets that would have fired them up, them up to the point where KCP talks about the message. We Cl- ball now. We ball now. Whatever. Yeah. Do I? Maybe I shouldn't say three words. Keep it under five. And it, it, whatever it is that makes the most sense, I'm going to hook you up with this $15 gift certificate to Rule 105. Let's run it back emoji. Something like that. Eastside Chris, we go parade. Like, that's what we I'm go. looking for. We go parade. Eastside Chris, right now, you've got it. Right now, it's yours. We'll see who wants to take it. You've got until... Is there a West Side Chris? No. Not, not that we know of. Oh, we got a lot of interesting things. Dixon. Dixon, Dixon, Dixon. No, I'm not pl- Do I have time to read this? Brady, it really feels like you're somehow trying to slant this against Russ, bringing up we heard about this, this about him before, saying he's putting the team in bad light, like he is just supposed to be a good soldier and not say anything. He already said something, Dixon. Why, why rehash it? When he basically is being disrespected, when a ridiculous request was made to him, and he said, no, the Broncos created this mess. Okay, first off, I'm not slanting anything. Go find the ESPN articles articles that came out about Russ's time with Seattle. Go listen to Marshawn Lynch's podcast about how the star running back of the team did not have the star quarterback's cell phone number. Yeah, do me a favor and go check that stuff out. If you think that it's me creating this and saying we heard this about him before, no, 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 no. We all heard about this before. 12.44 the time. We'll be right back. This is Chris Abshire, Fort Collins, Colorado, and you are listening to The Whole Show on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. I have an idea as to what Joker said, Angel. Only a certain few are going to know what this is. But this is what I think motivated him, motivated his team to win three in a row since the All-Star break. Don't ever, for any reason, do anything to anyone for any reason ever, no matter what, no matter where or who or who you are with, no no matter where you're going or where you've been ever for any reason whatsoever. Do you think that that was the quote that got him fired up? Was that the thing that did it? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> that was the first thing that came to my mind. Michael Scott. Michael Scott, The Office. Words to live by. First event is text line 888-530-0043. Text here, the Broncos created this mess with a bad trade and an even worse contract. Which, didn't the Broncos feel pressure to have to sign him to that contract? That's, I mean, again, it's like you're forgetting the past. At the time of the signing, it felt like this was the the Broncos basically saying, if we don't get this done now, Russ is going to go be awesome for us for two years and then not come back to us. So 
we were the Broncos camp was led to believe that we needed to get this thing done now. Which is on the Broncos. You're absolutely right. Dixon, Russ has done nothing wrong. He is doing what his contract says and even still says he would love to keep playing here even after all of this. How is he the bad guy? Well, he's the he's the bad guy if Mike Florio is right. If Mike Florio is right, saying that the Broncos did nothing illegal and did not ask him to to waive his injury guarantee, then he is the bad guy because that is false information that you're putting out that is damning the Broncos. So either Mike Florio's wrong, the Broncos are lying to Mike Florio, or Russell Wilson is wrong. Somebody's wrong in this. It's either Russ or the Broncos. Somebody did the wrong thing here. Who's more connected to the situation, Russ or Florio? Florio. Really? Yes, he's more connected to Peyton. How connected is Peyton to this? Um, he, I mean, to the to this. Well, what George Peyton allegedly offered or wait, which told Peyton Russ. Are we talking about? Florio knows more about the inner workings of the Broncos management than Russell Wilson. Okay, I would I would wager that because Russ is the quarterback and he doesn't have an office anymore. But he did. Did you guys forget about that? Oh yeah, no is Russ this is retribution for that. Yeah, no, is Russ is innocent. He's innocent. He 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 asked for an office to be separated from the team. Yeah, he yep yeah, yep that guy's innocent. He made it made it mandatory essentially that his wife and family get to come to any practice anytime they want, whenever. Yeah, no, 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 no. Russ is all good, hundred percent innocent in this thing. How much of that was Hackett though? He walked all over him. He took advantage of the situation. I'm not saying the Broncos are the best ran organization in the last eight years or whatever. But dude, look at the signs. It was hap- stuff like this was happening in Seattle. Don't believe me, find the reports. Russ was mad that Pete Carroll called out the quarterback play at one point. He was mad, he furious. I'm talking furious. Russ was shut off to teammates. Several Seattle teammates have come out since and talked about this. Were they right? Were they great teammates? I don't know. Marshawn Lynch might have been a great teammate. Might have been complicated. But when you start getting to the point where now we're on team two, where clunky things have happened, you start to wonder. I got texts coming in. I got, I got, give me a phrase that Joker would have texted the team that's fired them up because KCP's coming out saying, dude, whatever it was he sent us, I'm not telling you, it was something. We are every team's daddy. Blessed Allen's theme music is Batman. Blessed Allen, is that the is that the nickname? Blessed Allen? Okay, I like that. That's good. We are every, everybody wants the theme song now, Angel. Be careful with this. Be careful. You know, we be careful. Oh, I determine yeah. if you get music or not. Yeah. I'm the one that has to find it. You have to put it in there. Edit it and make it into a sound effect. <laughs> Takes pretty, time out of my production responsibilities. Pretty soon we're just gonna have because we get a lot of textures in the show. Pretty soon we're just gonna have theme music and music the whole show. Ha. Huh. 12.52 the time. Let's take a quick break. Um, it is the whole show, powered by Chevron. We are on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 at 1310 KFK. 
Speed with the Rams with the Isaiah Stevens Show on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. This is Mike Rice, voice of UNC Basketball, and you're listening to The Whole Show on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Oh, man, you're getting at me here. Dixon says, maybe you need to watch the podcast again. I just saw it. Russ says, they want to push my injury guarantee and remove it for the rest of the year. That way, if I get injured, they don't have to pay it. So Russ did exactly what they were asking. He didn't lie about anything. Or did he? Again, if you, we can go back and play it, but we don't have time. We'll play it in the, second, in the, in the final hour of the show. We'll go back to it. Um, he said that the NFL called them and told them that was illegal. According to several sources, including Mike Florio on this, the NFL did not convey such sentiments regarding the situation. They did not do that. So we are going to talk about this. Russ saying he didn't lie about anything. Is he being naive to it? I don't know. But you can't flat out say he's he's correct in this information because he was not. Saying that the NFL called the, the Broncos and said you can't do that. It's illegal is not correct. The NFL did not do that, according to most sources. All right, let's let's calm down. Third hour coming up next.